What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me. I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up? What up? So, uh, this will be uh, <clears throat> technically our first off-season edition of uh, the show post-Super Bowl. Now, we're moving into what will be the 2020 season. And um, so we'll talk a little bit about that and XFL and uh, some NBA stuff. So um, quarterbacks is uh, the talk of the town right now. Uh, I, before we before we move into the quarterbacks um, that might be moving to different teams or retirement, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the news today of the Lions. Not it's not really news, but Bob Quinn coming out and saying that the rumors about the Lions trading Stafford are 100% false or shopping Stafford. Um, I told you a couple of weeks ago that even with the them having the number three pick, that I didn't want to entertain picking Tua and trading Stafford. Just most of that was because he hurt, but um, th- there's just a number of other reasons why with the with the dead money that it would be on the on the uh, books for trading him. Obviously, the quarterback wasn't the problem before he got hurt. I told you, I thought that him and Darrell Bevel uh, had something going last year before he got hurt. And you could see even when they had Blau, David Blau and um, Driscoll, mm-hmm. in that there was still some... The offense was moving in the passing game. It was more than a running game and defense. That was pretty terrible. But um, yeah, I'm glad they put that to bed. Um, I don't want them to trace that because that creates more problems than it solves. Um, obviously, because even if it's just because, you know, like I said, two is hurt. And then you're going to say, oh, well, it's a it's a quarterback that's younger than Stafford. You pick him third overall. Yeah, but if it, if it doesn't work, whatever they decide to do with what they decide to do in free agency and and. With this coaching uh, coaching staff and general manager, um, then there's always next. You know, there'll be a, there'll be quarterbacks next year. Obviously, whatever would be the problem, it'll be time to move on from that. So, um, new coach, new quarterback, new culture. Um, but I don't expect that to be the case because Stafford should be healthy. So, anyway. yeah. Um, I've always been with you with the not trading don't not thinking that Stafford was going to get traded um anyway even if they decided to take some type of leap of faith on somebody like two or that early I still don't think that that translated to Stafford being traded mm-hmm. even if they were to say well let's go ahead this might be our future quarterback that's still like you say he hurt right now mm-hmm. so what you you get rid of Stafford you unload yourself to a $30 million, $30 million in dead money, and then you still got a hurt quarterback. Like, that didn't, that doesn't make sense. No. Um, but, yeah, Stafford, out of all of the quarterbacks, because there's a lot of them who are under contract right now that still look like they might get moved on from, I didn't think Stafford was one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird market right now with Winston, Mariota, Rivers, Brady, teams, you know, Dalton's going to be available. Uh, them teams that's picking high, uh, you know, they got a couple quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, 
Tua, Burrow's obviously going to be gone, but um, it's going to be interesting with how, how to see how this all plays out. This may be the first offseason that I can remember that has this much quarterback movement. Yeah. I feel like there can be, easily, there could be 17 with a new quarterback going and, into next season. And, you know, when we talked about, when we looked at the show notes, when I was looking at the show notes in preparation, I started thinking about how I imagine some of this stuff playing out. And it, I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of places that I can go. I could see him there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, um, it's a lot of quarterbacks available and not a lot of spots. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, it, it's yeah. just, um, it's, it's interesting. Brady is the most interesting one to me. I mean, I want him to stay with, I want him to stay with the Patriots, but it's not yes. about what I want. And, you know, so, um, but I want to talk about Breeze first since that's uh, your quarterback. Um, I mean, I believe he's going to be back. I don't see, I don't see his career ending on that note. He's obviously still able to play and play at a high level even after the injury he suffered early in the season, and he went December throwing 15 touchdowns, no interceptions. And to say he's gonna he's gonna let his last game be the performance that he had against the Vikings, um, after what he was able to put out during the season, I don't see him going out like that. I do think that he's going to seriously consider it with his family. I do think that there's like I don't think he's bluffing. You know, I think he's really having that conversation. But mm-hmm. I think um, I think he'll be suited up again next season. And like he said, it's New Orleans and nobody. So I don't I, I know he's not gonna play anywhere else. I don't I don't think he's gonna leave it. I think he knows that he still has a true chance to win that Super Bowl window that we keep talking about that's been the past three years look like it's gonna be another year. And uh I think he knows that he can be um contending again for a title. Um <clears throat> I've always imagined that this situation was going to be him and Hill uh, coming back um, and, and Bridgewater moving on. Uh, and even if and even if he does move on, which I don't expect, but, uh, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago that it it's it's more in consideration than I thought it would be. I thought it would be, all right, one more shot at this and then retire. But now it's like, you know, he said he was going to take a month after the season. That that yeah. kind of surprised me. We talked about that. But, uh, you know, and then the hell talking about moving on. Me and, you, me and, the, me and you on the same page with that. Like, I, all right. I'm so done with him. Reg text me. I don't know what Reg infatuation is with this dude. He's not as worse as some people that I do know. It was like 11 o'clock at night. You know Reg don't text nobody. Reg was like, it looked like we're going to give up Taysom Hill for a first-round pick. And I'm like, bye. I said, I text him bye. I said, I give him up for a lot less than that. So we get a first-rounder for him. I'm Wait, wait he's a, uh, what you call he's that? Restricted. Not, he's restricted. Okay. So we can tender him. So okay. If first, so if they put a first-round tender on him, somebody claims him and we don't match it, then we get a first round. Um, I personally don't think people see him as he sees himself. 
Yeah. Including Sean Payton. Um, but if somebody's willing to give up that, even a second rounder, if somebody's right. willing to give that up for him, then hell yeah, let's get that. I and agree. Get that future because That's he's not it, you know. Um, yeah. No. So yeah, I'm, 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 I was already done with him. I, I was already. That's not a quarterback of the future. Yeah. If he was, he wouldn't be sacrificing him every other play. I mean, <laughs> and kick returns and punts and, like, no, that's not what he's going to be. I understand him seeing himself in that way. And if somebody wants to give him the shot to be that, then fine. Right. Just can't have But we just talked – I just said how all these other quarterbacks that's about to be available through the draft or free agency – even if there was a team out there that saw him like that, what team is it? Well, what, who, who, because yeah. I feel like after that first wave of free agents, then it's going to be like, okay, well, we looking in the draft, not for Taysom Hill. What are you, what are you talking about? Get out of here with that. <laughs> if he wasn't 30, maybe it would be different, but he's 30. Right. He's about to be 30. So come on, like, come on, bro. Anyway. Don't take. Take the six million dollars and get back to being a Swiss Army because you're not you're not quarterback for anybody. So um, yeah, like I said, I, I I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Breeze and Hill, and then Bridgewater will go somewhere else for the um, that thirty million he' about to get. But anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, and at this point, I don't think he'll back now. Like, I, I don't think he'll come back. I think we find somebody else. To play oh, you're talking about Bridgewater? No, I'm talking about Taysom Hill. I don't think Taysom Hill will be back at this point now either. Okay. That's interesting. Um, All right, so let's move on to the other ones. Brady, what do you what do you think is going to happen with Brady? I think ultimately he stays. Yeah. I think um, there's an intriguing conversation to be had about Dallas, though. And if the sense has been Jerry Jones has been really all in in the past year, the past year or two uh, to now, he's been really all in on trying to get a championship because he's getting older. So the question is, with the team that he has, does he see Tom Brady as his best chance to win now over Dak Prescott? Mm-hmm. Because once again, he's looking at it as him winning another championship, not just Dallas, but him getting another title, with yeah. him being in, in control, with him being alive. Um, is that Tom Brady? Um, and I think the answer is yes, honestly. If you're looking at the next two seasons, who gives him the better chance to win a title? I think Tom Brady would probably be that with the talent that's there. Um, I like Dak Prescott. I, I think he's has a lot of growing to do. And if we're just talking about the future of the Cowboys for the next 10 years, then of course it's Dak Prescott. But yeah. for short term, I think if they can get Tom Brady, I think he could take them from what was it, 8 and 18 to. And 11 and 5, 12 and 14. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I never, I didn't, I haven't given Dallas any thought as far as Brady, but there is the situation 
to be played out with Dak Prescott that's going to drag on for way longer than it's worth. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I told you, uh, New England, New England is where I feel like he should stay. Um, but again, if they don't want him and he still feels like he can play, um, there'll be some obvious interest. And we, you know, we talked about the 49ers a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. How that could be messed up for him to go there and yeah. blow out again. Um, but like I said, bro, it's so it's so much still to play out. And and Dallas is interesting just because Tom Brady is at a point in his career where it kind of it kind of feels like basketball. You know, in the NBA free agency, there's always there's always fit, but then it's always city. You know, the the city always matters a lot in basketball. And Tom Brady ain't about to play for Tampa. He ain't about to play yeah. for. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's got to be New York, Dallas, L.A. You know, mm-hmm. if, if he gonna play, and it's gonna he'll stay in New England. You know what I'm saying? It ain't gonna be a lot. You know, Las Vegas could be interesting, but yeah, um, yeah, it ain't finna be Cincinnati. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think I do think he stays though. Um. Cause what's what's New England's backup plan? I mean. Yeah, they got some, like I said, there's some other quarterbacks available, but I, I, why not just keep Brady and Belichick, bro? That's what it's been for 20 years, like, but. Yeah. Let them retire. And it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to also see, because now we get to the point to where you kind of hear this about Brady and Belichick that you got from Kobe and Shaq all them years of Kobe being like, man, I can do this without him. Like, like, I don't need that. And you hear people talking about that Brady may want to prove that he can do it without Belichick and vice versa. Yeah. And if that's really the case, then this is their opportunity to do so. And we'll be able to see if that's what forced them to part ways. I, really I, have, I, I have always thought that if Brady did leave, Bridgewater would be the Patriots' next quarterback. Mm out of their options this year. I did feel like Bridgewater would be their next quarterback if that if, if Brady was to leave. What do you see, Phillip Rivers? I have no idea. That's a hard one. Um Yeah, that that is that is a hard one. I try to I, I've been trying to envision a situation to where he goes to Miami. Um but I'm 100% sold that Miami is going to take Tua. And it's all things are pointing to Tua being healthy. Mm-hmm. So I can only see that if Tua still has some health issues or concerns. And then they brought in Rivers and said, look, we're going we're gonna to have you until, you know, he, he comes along. But now that it seems like Tua is going to be healthy, I have no idea, honestly. I'm interested to see what uh what if anything Chicago does with that quarterback situation, but I know they ain't got no money. So that's yeah. that's their biggest thing. Um and how they manipulate their cap if they end up trying to replace Trubisky. Um I was thinking about it because I just I don't think that they're that they are there yet. But I yeah. am, and I have been for a while, but you know. Um, so 
I'm like I said, bro. I'm looking at these teams, and they're really. It's only so many spots, bro. You know, the Jaguars, if they're gonna be in the quarterback market, I don't think so. They can't uh, afford to be after what they are paying Nick Foles. They can't right. afford to be trying to right. quarterback. So we just said the Titans, the Tannehill being a free agent, but ideally they would like to bring him back, right? So yeah, um, I mean, what you know, spot to look for too, though? The Colts. Yeah, I I thought about them too. You know, because they, they at the beginning of the season they it felt like they were they were fine. You know, yeah. moving on with Trubisky, but uh, what I say? Brissett. I meant to say Brissett. Um, but you know, after the way he played, the especially down the stretch, um, they could be in the market too for a quarterback. Yeah. And then I know you said you wanted to uh, talk about Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr. That is a wild card for me. Even though, like I said, I expect Drew Brees to be back. I think Oakland is willing to give up on Derek Carr if they're able to land Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, and they can do so without it hurting them any. Like, they paid him most of his guaranteed money already. So it wouldn't cost him anything to come up off of him. If Drew Brees was to retire, I could see Sean Payton going and trading a first-round pick. Because that's, that's what everybody think he's going to use his first-round pick on this year anyway as a quarterback, why not go get one who has <clears throat> shown flashes of being really good mm-hmm. and already been in this league for, what, four or five years now? Yeah. How long has it been for Carr? Because he felt like he... Has it been... Uh, anyway, that's not important. Yeah, because he um, had that... It's... Yeah, I think last season was his fourth season. Yeah. Um... You know, you, then you still got the Cam Newton question mark. Whatever happens with Cam Newton. Yeah, I don't think he's. Uh, I think he's going to be a Panther at this point. I think they're going to hold on to him. I think it makes sense. Uh, and it does make a lot of sense to move off him though. Just, just if for yeah. the money. Yeah, just for, the, for money. the money. But you know, like I, like I said with Stafford. You create more problems than you than you solve by doing that, because then you got a lot of money, but cap space don't play. It it, it just like with the Lions, it it would create more problems than uh, it would solve moving off Cam Newton just for the money, because uh, cap space don't play football games. So, and the team arguably is still um, a team that can contend right away, can get right back into contention. Um, yeah, you lost Keekly, but if you keep Cam Newton and he's healthy, and you still have Christian McCaffrey, your receivers are getting better. You still got a solid defense even without Keekly. Mm-hmm. So and there's no point to there's no point to strip this team down completely and try to rebuild it, especially with a coach that you don't know is proven to be able to do so. Yeah. <clears throat> so um what else you got as far as quarterbacks? That's it. We'll talk a little more free agency as free agency approaches, which is yeah. around the corner. You know, as I was, I, the more I got into football growing up, free agency has always been my favorite thing. Even before the transaction market became so popular, uh, team players visiting teams with you know, keeping up with it on Twitter and how how popular it became in the NBA. 
Fantasy has always been my favorite thing. It's always yeah. been like, I can't wait to see such and such in a new year. Yeah. You know? um, so this is my favorite time of year, honestly. And I, um, watching ESPN this week, I had, was my first time seeing the start date of it for this year. And mm. I'm like, dang, that's a month. That's less than a month, you know? Around the corner, bro. Yeah. I was flying. This year is flying, but yeah. off the subject. Um, <laughs> we'll do a little more of that post-show. Uh, you got anything else, though, NFL? Um, NFL. Dang, I felt like there was something else NFL-related that I wanted to talk about, but nah. Nope. So before we move off football completely, uh, <clears throat> XFL. What'd you think of the uh, opening week of the XFL? Um, it was about as expected. <laughs> the people. I mean, and I'm not even talking about the play. I'm talking about the the viewership that they ended up getting and the reaction to it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no preseason, so they jumped right into it. So I didn't expect the football to look great uh, in any sense because, for one, it's the XFL, and for two, it's their first week playing real football. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different, which isn't a bad thing necessarily. We've seen some things that I know you said. Um, like getting rid of the kickoff. That's something the NFL should adapt. I've seen a lot of people saying that. So you see different things and how um, they may work. And I was sitting there and I was wondering, is this finally, or could this finally be the answer, the the alternative um, minor league for the NFL? Um, will this be able to attract the college players who, of course, you can't go straight to the NFL, but also don't want to be going and playing for free. Right. You know, putting their putting their bodies on the line for free. That way, man, I'm going, I'm making something over yeah. these three years instead of I'm not making anything. You know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of a lot of people think that. The talent that is in the XFL, because a lot of it is XNFL talent. Mm. So the margin between the talent isn't not okay, not saying that the margin of talent overall isn't significant, but these play there are players in the in the XFL who are who uh, have uh, a point toss from being away in the NFL. Right, right, yeah. Which is what you want. You want to be able, the XFL wants to be able to have their players plucked. Well, the NFL wants to be able to pluck players from the XFL. And like I say, the fact that they have the backing of an ESPN, of an ABC, um, that seems like they're really trying to make this into that alternative farm system for the NFL and giving players a a different avenue to get to the NFL. Yeah. And that more than anything is cool, but especially if the top quarterback prospect from California decides, man, no, I'm not going to college. I'm going to go to the XFL. And then you start getting who would have been these top recruits 
mm-hmm. filling up the XFL, and then that's just going to make it even better football. Yeah. So I'll start with my bad thing uh, that I saw of that, what you're saying, the, there's a, a potential for the talent to be better if they forego college, uh, some of the top recruits. The first thing I thought when I was watching, I don't remember what team it was, um, but I remember Josh Johnson, who was on the Lions team for a couple of days, and you saw that that wasn't the answer. Uh, he's supposed to be the team's starting quarterback, but he's hurt. Yeah. So, so then you have people who already are not good enough to make NFL rosters, NFL practice squads. You got that hurt. So you got worse people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man? So when I'm watching it, I'm like, golly, this is awful. And and not like not like not like the product was that bad. What I'm saying is when you got backups that's not even NFL players, it could be even worse. Like, you know how when you watch an NFL game and you're watching a team that don't belong on the on the field with the best teams and you're like, yeah. that team is terrible. There's still that. There's still gonna be that. Like the team that's one and six in the XFL, like yeah. that team would still be an eyesore. Like so, and it's even worse than watching Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like that—that's what turns me off about it. But um, but the good thing is the number of teams is so small. Right. And if they do get those players, is it's going to be hard for one team to stack up, you know, so much above the rest of the teams, it seems like. And I don't even mean I don't even mean as far as like how good a team can be. I'm talking about how bad a team can yeah, be. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like if once the talent is able to really flourish or they can really get the talent pool that they want to, mm-hmm. if like I say they get recruits starting to forego college for them, I feel like the, I feel like almost what it is, eight teams. Yeah, it's eight. I, I I feel like it'll always end up being spread out evenly. Yeah. Um. Sorry. Um. So the the one good thing about it though was um, you know, you got some stuff that you wouldn't particularly want to see in the NFL, but you want to see an actual game action other than the preseason. Uh, that can be played out like uh, the the extra point thing. The NFL for the last 10, 15 years has been trying so hard to make the extra point so much more difficult than it needs to be. And I'm over that. Like I, I, I get I get you want to have kickers not impact the game as much. But stop. It's, it's as simple a rule as there has been since I've been watching football. You score a touchdown, you kick an extra point. Let's move on. I'm tired yeah. of. From the five, from the ten, from the twenty, like what is that? Like, I guess I don't need that. But uh, the other thing, like like I said, the kickoff, um, I love that. Just because people love the kickoff so much, because it's it's such an exciting play when it's exciting. But yeah. I felt like for years it's it's unnecessary. Um, just it's too many people getting hurt. Uh, it's just I don't like it. Um, so I if you. I'm fine with starting the game from the 25 every play, every every drive. Like just that's fine with me. But um, but the way they're doing it to try to minimize injury is interesting. Um, so I thought that was cool. Um, like I said, I thought it was cool that they had some real professional broadcasting this time. 
Um, the most important thing for them, though, has been the difference in this is them not trying to fight the NFL, but be part yeah. of the NFL. Um, because because it's king. We keep seeing the NBA and baseball and all these different all these different uh, leagues trying to um, not so much go up against the NFL, but be more important. And you're just not going to because, because football is just it is what it is. People move on. I mean, they, they watch other sports, but football is always king. And then so. Like you said, if it's, if this can be a minor league, then it's got a chance to be successful because people love football. You know, we just watch football. And you and you running from after the Super Bowl up until what? The draft, basically. Yeah. Um. So if we can go from uh, what it would be eight months without football, no, no more like six. Yeah. Six and a half, about yeah. six and a half to about four. You yeah. know. That's That'll be, hey, I'm fine with that. Um, so NBA, because I have transitioned um, for this little moment in time uh, to NBA. I, I I did watch a little NBA, not nearly as much uh, as I would have expected since uh, the death of Golden State. <laughs> but. Uh, I'm interested in NBA, um, so I have something I want to start with. But what did you? What have you? Oh, seen? you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so I was thinking about this last night, um, and what I, I, I hear a lot of people talk about how uh, parity in the NBA will never happen, um, and that it's an overstated fact, even though uh, Golden State, uh, I mean uh, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks are the three teams that seem to have really separated themselves yeah. from, the, from the rest of the league. The point is, I don't understand why this is so hard for people to understand. The point is, you can still have a favorite without it feeling like, without it feeling like there's one clear-cut winner. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, for the last five years, for the last five years, if Golden State wasn't in the finals, you'd be stunned. Right? Yeah. Well, this year, if the Lakers or the Clippers didn't make it, would you be stunned? I, I think it would be like, I mean, I'm I'm surprised, but they don't. Yeah. The, the gap doesn't feel like that, it did. that much of an overwhelming favorite. Exactly, and that and that's the point because you can still have because you have that in the NFL. You still have the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Saints, teams that are on a higher tier mm-hmm. than the other teams. But the margin isn't so wide. That's yeah. that's what I want. I want it to be closer. And and in the NBA, it'll never feel like seven, eight teams have a chance. But yeah. when you look at but when you're looking at the playoffs, Milwaukee, if Milwaukee don't make it, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but right now, they feel like the favorite in the East. Like they they feel different. But the but before that, when it was LeBron Cleveland teams, come on man, there wasn't nobody beating. Even if you were like, even if you were like, well that Cavs team ain't all that, they still had the best player. Yeah. So so it just was like, whatever. But I but but this NBA is far more interesting, and um, I got more to talk about. about even even when you're looking at the LA teams, because I keep hearing people saying. Oh, the Clippers, the Clippers are the favorite. The Clippers, especially with what they did at the trade deadline, 
when I'm looking at both teams' eight man rotations, right? When we mm-hmm. get to when we get to when that matters. Um, yeah. You got Patrick Beverly. Let's let's talk about the Clippers. Their eight men are going to be Beverly George, Kawhi, Marcus right. Morris, Zubac, Lou Williams, Harold, Harold, yeah. and um, Shamet. Mm-hmm. Who I'm forgetting. That's eight. Uh-huh. That's eight. That's eight people. But I'm saying, is there anybody that you feel like I'm leaving out? No. That could come into their rotation. All right. So that so that eight so that eight versus you got LeBron, Danny Green. Avery Bradley, Anthony Davis, JaVale McGee, Kyle Kuzma, Kuzma, um, Caruso, Caruso. um, and uh, who I'm forgetting? It's one more person. I mean, that's eight, but uh, Caldwell Pope. Yeah, KCP. So when I'm looking at that and I'm going, okay. I could see how you could think the Clippers are the favorite, but even if you lean in Lakers or if you lean in Clippers, I don't understand why people are acting like it's like it's in stone. Like yeah. it's, the the difference between those two teams feels marginal to me. I'm leaning Lakers because I believe more in LeBron and 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 just what that team is when you when you talk about peak Anthony Davis, peak LeBron James versus you know Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. But it still feels marginal. It's not. It's yeah. not. It's not overwhelming for either one of them. So that's that's going to be interesting to me to see how that plays out. Yeah, I. It killed me. It first of all, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. But first of all, it killed me that people thought that trading Cal Kuzma was the answer. Um, it killed me even more after. They didn't trade him for Marcus Morris. Um, that people were really up in arms about that. Like Marcus Morris is this. I don't know what they say in Marcus Morris that I ain't been seeing, but like this was the like he was AI. Like he was the answer. Like I I don't I did I don't understand that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand how you can be excited about the Clippers getting them and saying okay that's another body that they can throw in the brine. But, I mean, have y'all seen LeBron this year? I don't care who you throwing at LeBron. I don't think it's really going to phase him too much, especially when we get to that that stage um, in the season. I see a lot of people downplaying Anthony Davis still. Yeah. Whether it's because I see a lot of people saying that he's soft. I'm seeing a lot of people just saying he's not experienced because, of course, in New Orleans he didn't <clears throat> he didn't play as much in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's playing alongside LeBron. How many times did Kevin Love go to the playoffs before before LeBron? Mm-hmm. How many times Chris Bosh got past the first round before? LeBron? Right. Like I'm not worried about that. This is the best player LeBron has ever played alongside. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he is uh, a big to where you also have to use a Kawhi, a Paul George, uh, these other big guys, you got to put them on AD as well. He takes away from what you have to throw at LeBron. That's an advantage for the Lakers. At the end of the day, 
And and Lakers have Lakers have two of the best three players also. Right. Um LeBron is playing out of his mind this year, especially for his age. I'm still in the club of Kawhi's the best player right now, even over Giannis, which is probably ridiculous to say with the numbers that he be putting up. <clears throat> but I would still take Kawhi. But then I'm taking LeBron and I'm taking Anthony Davis. And it's it's interesting that you say that because I was thinking about this last night. I was thinking about this last night for real. When you're looking at the top two players for both teams, Anthony Davis and LeBron and then Kawhi and Paul George, Paul George don't feel like he in that group. You know what I'm saying? Like that like that feels like I I like and I which, like Paul George a lot. I was about to say which I, is I, ridiculous because he he's in your top ten players regardless, yeah. you know, but yeah. But he ain't that dude. Like yeah. he ain't he he just his game on both ends of the court is as solid as you can be without ever really feeling like this dude it can just take a basketball game over. He don't yeah. feel like that to me. If, if it, LeBron James, we've seen it. Kawhi, we've seen it. Anthony Davis, we've seen it. But I, I just Paul George, he got he can give it to you in spurts, but not like not that superstar level, like uh-huh. this dude is unstoppable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like so that and and that's that's what's interesting to me is because man, when I'm when I'm talking about the level that those dudes can go to, Kawhi's got another level that he can go to. LeBron does too, but at the same time, if we get that, if if best case scenario, both these teams are giving you the their absolute best. Man, who's stopping Anthony Davis? I'm not even, I'm not talking about LeBron, Kawhi. Those dudes got him, you know, but who, who's stopping Anthony Davis, bro? That, this dude, he, he, he handled like a guard, can back you down, can shoot threes. I mean, can finish above the rim, can block shots. There, there is nowhere on the court that he's going to be a liability if he's giving you the best he's got. That is the only question mark. I, I think that you can say about, Kawhi, LeBron, you know, the, the yeah. superstars that is when when the lights get bright, is he going to be able to give you 41, 10, and three blocks? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Is, is he going to be able to give you that? But, you know, we can't we can't know until we know, you know? Yeah. And, and then, like I said, I, I've been saying for the whole season, Kyle Kuzma is a question mark, but I don't feel like they're going to have to depend on that because mm-hmm. you know, you know, in playoff series, the way the rotations are going to work, there's never going to be a minute of basketball play with LeBron and Anthony Davis not on the court at the same time, or uh, without without one of them being on the court the whole game. So it don't matter. Kuzma this season, which I think has a lot to do with him feeling like he has something to prove, he has become very trigger happy this season. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but it's a bad thing because when he usually first comes to the court, it's LeBron coming off of the court. Yeah. So it's not, oh, LeBron is setting him up and then he's pulling the trigger. It's Mm. Ronda trying to get this ball out of his hand real quick and he just jacking it up. He's like, oh, I'm not giving the ball back to you guys. I'm pulling it. And and Kuzma, he does need to be the leader of that second unit. But, yeah. but if he ain't, he's got to do it making winning plays. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that he hasn't learned yet. Um, 
But, you know, and we talk a lot about the Lakers, but the Clippers, bruh, they got a good team. Like, I mean, they had the team before and right, right. I mean, obviously, obviously, that you know, that's but when when you're talking about what they're going to be able to do two teams on the perimeter with 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 just Beverly and George and and Kawhi, like that, I mean, they're gonna be tough to score on, but I just feel like the reason I favor the Lakers is just because of Anthony Davis in the post, those dudes don't feel like somebody that's going to be like, all right, well, we, how are we stopping this, you know? Yeah. But um, if they do get past the Lakers, I feel like they're the they're going to win it all. Yeah. Um, Lakers, Lakers or Clippers, like, it doesn't matter which one of them come out the West. I think that's going to that's gonna be the champion. It's interesting that you feel like that. Cause I, like, I mean, I'm not lying. I feel that way. But if the Clippers come out the West, I'm definitely rooting for whoever coming out the East, as long as it's not Boston. Because if it's Boston, then I ain't got a horse in the race at all. Right. But, yeah. But but Milwaukee, Milwaukee. You know I don't have Milwaukee coming out of the East, right? You have it, Boston. Yeah, I have Boston coming out of okay. the East. Okay. But I see, and that's the East is tough. The East is where we start to really. Uh, want to fight each other <laughs> because because the other day bro like you know I talked about the 76ers I was high on them coming into the season um and obviously they haven't lived up to the hype but um the other night if you like you said you feel like they give you a game like that all the time when it's useless but if that's their ceiling I don't I just don't feel like there's anybody in the East that can beat them. But they gotta they gotta give you that for 16 games. For 12. For eight shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that. So that's that's what it is, bro. And that and it's I just I can't figure it out why people just want to break them up so bad. Um because I, I feel like it can work with so much talent, but it, it's just they underachieve it. You know what I'm starting to think is the case, too? I think that mentally it's not there for them, either of them. And I think that's the problem. I think, I don't think that there's a, that that fire that Russell Westbrook has mm. in either of them. Yeah. So I feel like if it was in one of them, then you would, okay, if it's in Embiid, Embiid going to be out there going harder, and he going to force Ben Simmons to go harder, or vice versa. If it's in Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons is going to be able to push Joel Embiid to a different level. And, and, and it's in either of them. Embiid's the better player. Is he? I, I think so. He He's the better player, but he's got the more... He's un, he's more unreliable just because, he, because he's hurt so much. You don't agree? <laughs> at, I, I, at this point, I think Ben Simmons is the best. Uh, ben Simmons is the player you would want to build around. I can't say that he's the better player. Ben Simmons is the one you want to build around, though. He does more for team basketball than Joel Embiid does. You know what's crazy? It, 
I feel like I feel like Ben Simmons is better for regular season basketball than Joel Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid <laughs> yeah. is somehow better for postseason, even though because... he played four games out of a series. <laughs> <laughs> I just said I just said Embiid is unreliable because of his health, but but at their peak, at their peak, the, 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 because Ben Simmons ain't giving you much more than fast break offense with no jump shot, because the way he played when when they when they move him off the ball, he's a liability. But but in but in in half court sets, I feel like when the game slows down in the postseason, you know what you can get from Embiid. You can get. 30 solid minutes of pick and roll basketball. He can shoot the jump shot. He can finish at the he's he's big. If he can be healthy, he when when the game slow down, he's a better player than Ben Simmons. He's a better player all the time than Ben Simmons in my opinion. But yeah. but because regular season basketball is so up and down the court, he's so inconsistent because of his health, but in the playoffs, I mean, he he gives you defense. He's giving you mid-range jump shots. He's giving you three-pointers, back-to-the-basket game, rebounding. Ben Simmons ain't giving you nothing but flashy passes. Okay, but. <laughs> and good defense. He is a good. He, I mean, he, yeah, he's a good defender. He doesn't have a jump shot, which is, of course, true. But once again, the offense runs through him. He's affording these other guys these opportunities to score because, of course, he can't do so himself unless he's at the rim. But I, I feel like he's more important to – I think him playing at his best is more important than Joel Embiid playing at his best in order to win. In order it's to win four out of seven games. It, it's – I can agree with you that it's more important because he's the point guard, but is it but is it better? If if Joel Embiid if Joel Embiid is giving you the best he's got, I feel like that's more reliable and sustainable and more unstoppable. I feel like I feel like Joel Embiid giving you 35 and 10 comes with more selfishness than it would for a Ben Simmons 35 and 10. Because that 10 is a assist that's going to equal 20 more points. With Joel Embiid being this, for one, you don't want him taking threes because just don't do that. But <laughs> telling me he getting 35 points at the rim or at the free throw line, which is what Ben Simmons is giving you also, but he's also setting up his teammates to score. Yeah. So, so if you see a stat line that says 35 and 10 <clears throat> for Joel Embiid in the playoffs, but it's followed with a loss, I feel like you won't be that surprised. But if you see that Ben Simmons went for 35 points and 10 assists, then you like, damn, how did they lose that game, you know? Yeah. I think that 35 and 10 translates to more wins than Joel Embiid's. More importantly. Like I say, I, I agree with you. Embiid might be the better player, but is he the most important to 
them winning. Hmm. Um, I don't know, bro. I, I'm just, I'm more trying to figure out: is it? You don't think it is gonna work? You, well, obviously, you, because you think the Celtics, but you don't think it can work moving forward with Joel and Ben Simmons? No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I well, think you, you move on from one of them, and of course, with me thinking Ben Simmons is once again the more important player, you move on from Joel and V. Okay. Uh, but I didn't want to tie that down with a 76ers conversation. Um, what else you see in the East? I mean, obviously, besides the Celtics. I this is this is something we we don't even discuss this much because of where you stand and where I stand on it. But the I mean, Raptors for the past five years, when LeBron was still in the East, it was you didn't want to hear anything about the Raptors. It was gonna be the same thing every year. And I was holding on faith every year that man, no, the Raptors are gonna come through and they're gonna be able to to knock off LeBron. Uh, that never happened. LeBron left, and then they won a title. Yeah. Uh, they 15-game win streak got snapped um, the other night. But this team is still on the top of the East. And I and I told you, I was – I told you at the beginning of the year that um, that I was wrong about that um, as far as, like, uh, Siakam, Siakam in particular. And and Van Fleet, uh, Van what? How you say his name? Fred Van Fleet. Van Fleet. Van okay. Yeah. Yeah, him. Uh, that I was that I was wrong about them two in particular. Um, and then you know, obviously they made some changes moving off DeRozan. Um, I'm still not big on Kyle Lowry. You know, that was the main thing that I didn't feel like. <clears throat> I didn't feel like DeRozan was ever going to be, uh, that the the best player on a winning team. Um, and then when you pair that with how I felt about Kyle Lowry, um, I just, I never believed in them, but, yeah. uh, Siakam, Gasol, Ibaka, I love Ibaka. I've always liked Ibaka. Um, and then, you know, they obviously they, they upgraded that coaching. Um, yeah. they, they, they're a different team than those teams that were running up against LeBron, um, yeah. and, and trying to, you know, um, but yeah, no, I, I I respect them. Fifteen games in a row, that's that's tough to do. Um, yeah, that's that's starting to feel like more of a a team that you really gotta consider when you're talking about who's gonna represent the East. Yeah. Uh, in the in the finals, because it's um there you know the the Bucks, the Celtics, the Raptors, Miami. Is Miami in that group? Cause they yeah. felt. Listen, bro, they. I, I don't I don't want to turn this into me hating on the Heat, but they just feel like a team that's overachieved. Um, and they're, they're a good team, but I, I don't – people saying that they're the second best team in the, in the East, if you feel like that, okay. But even if you – it ain't decisive because of Eagle Dollar. Like, what is this? I don't, see no, I don't see no reason for anybody to feel that way. And what bothered me the most around the trade deadline is them thinking Gallinari was going to make the difference in that. Yeah. Because it's not. 
Yeah. Um, you remember it had to have been like three seasons. Yeah, it was three seasons ago when they finished off this season on like uh oh, what did they go? I'm talking about the Heat. Yeah, they finished the back half of their season like thirty six and eight or something crazy like that. When, when Dwayne Wade went on that crazy. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah. I remember that. This feels like that. Them overachieving in that that magnitude mm-hmm. and people and people just running with it instead of questioning it in it. Because yeah. the thing that's attributing to all of this isn't necessarily Jimmy Butler. It's just do none and Tyler Hero and out of bio, bio, bio mm-hmm. which is the only person that I even have any type of real confidence in is Bam out of bio. Like that, Facts. that that guy's serious. Facts. But this nun dude, I don't, I don't know how long that's gonna last with him. You know what that feels like? You know what it feels like? Uh, Cole, what's it? Norris Cole. Norris really? Cole. <laughs> when he went yeah. on his little run. Yeah. So I can understand Heat fans falling in love and saying, "Man, we really got something here." Yeah, but just me looking at another, nah, I don't. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying though. That you know, we talked about this uh, when we talked about Oregon a long time ago. I, I had to, I had to explain myself to somebody about things being overrated. Things can be overrated without me be without me disrespecting it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like right. the the heat, huh? Huh? The Heat, <laughs> the Heat have overachieved, and I'm not saying that they don't belong in the playoffs. What I'm yeah. saying is, stop acting like the Raptors, the 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 um the Celtics. Stop they're, acting like that's their peer group. It's they're not, not in the top half. Yeah, yeah, that, that, Milwaukee, Boston, Toronto, or Philly. Yeah, like, the Heat, Indiana, Brooklyn, right now, and and, and they teams. can. They can be decisively better than those teams without being in that group. Without without me saying, all right, they could take Milwaukee six. Stop. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's what irritates me when, when people overrate stuff. Like yeah. so, um Yeah, and, and, and Jimmy Butler, I I've I've always liked Jimmy Butler. Um and and honestly he, he can't be your number one though. Not to win a championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't feel like a one, um, but but his mentality is a one. So mm-hmm. it's so difficult, and yeah. and and that's what that's what you know. What would be a perfect parent for him, like a like a Kevin Durant type situation. Yeah, like Durant. When you still, just said that, I was thinking Russell Westbrook. I was like, right, right, there. right. But yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can so you pair him if you pair him with somebody that. You know, like like even Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving plays like a, a number one, but he ain't interested in doing the number one stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The 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 winning stuff. Yeah. So um, I don't know. It, it's yeah. I don't I don't view the Heat like that, and and it just it irritates me when even if you want to say yeah they're the second best team, it ain't decisive. It ain't like yeah. come That's on. Such- that's such a stretch for me, bro. For anybody to even think that. Because mm-hmm. Milwaukee, okay, is clearly the number one team in the East. In the East, yeah. 
But then whether you want to go Philly, Boston, or Toronto, it's those three teams in that order. Which yeah. is, I mean, not in that order, but it's those three teams in whatever order you want to put them in. Mm-hmm. And then me personally, I would look at um, Indiana and say, well, are they better than Indiana? Mm-hmm. But it, but once again, like you say, I once you once you get past those four teams, yeah, they might be the best of the rest. They might be. Yeah. But I don't. I can't say. I I have no argument for they're the second best team in the East. Yeah. Um. And you know when we talked about the West, we talked about Lakers, Clippers. Now here's where we about to have our our usual. <laughs> Our usual uh, fisticuffs <laughs> when we're talking about basketball. We're about, we about to debate over a white person for no reason. We Absolutely. About to about to you know it ain't a nigga. <laughs> the fucking, it's always a foreigner. Listen, bro. I'm over Jokic. Stop talking on, to me. Bro. Stop talking to me about that dude. That dude, listen, listen. That dude... <laughs> All right. All right, bro. Let me say something. He's a good basketball player. That that dude, that dude, three straight possessions last night. I know you watched the game. That dude's a joke. When it when when we when we bro, there were three straight possessions. I was like, this one I'm supposed to be scared of with the Nuggets? This 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 dude, like, he can, again, like I said, he can be good. He can be an all-star or whatever. But this dude, he, man, I just, I just, I don't, he don't scare me is what I'm saying. When I'm, when I'm talking about, like, teams that I expect to be in the finals or that that group of talent, I don't feel like he's in that. that I, I just, he... He can't defend. Um, there's, there's no center in that. Okay. So he is... Uh, he, what's, he, what center is in there? Because it ain't Joel B. So what, <laughs> what center is in there? Listen. Please I'm, let me know. I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, take Jokic over and beat any day. Really? Any day. Really? I'll take Jokic over and beat. All right. Yeah, give me a beat all day, every day, and twice on Sundays. And his broken fingers and legs and his hey! broken feelings and everything else. He's not giving – Jokic out here giving triple-doubles, dog. So? This man has the best – this man has the best – what you want to call it? Efficiency rating? I don't care. In the fourth quarter in the league this season? All right, bro. <laughs> Come on, I, man. I, Huh? What you say? Go ahead. I, I just I'm I'm just over him. Like I, I just he don't scare me at all. And I'm and I still like I said, I I would take him be over. But but to your point, like I say, I don't feel like any center is that not in today's league. Yeah. I don't feel like any center is that. Like I but, I, I never said, oh, he's gonna lead them to a championship. I would he's a great player. But no, he's not. He's not gonna knock off the Clippers or the Lakers or anything like that. I just, I just don't have any respect for anybody that can be sought out 
And I think that that was some of, some of my issue with Steph Curry um, whenever he was at his peak. I don't feel like anybody you can you can be super good on offense um, and okay on defense, but I don't I don't have any respect for all right. This nigga is supposed to be the the this all great thing, but every time we come down the court, we finding him. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that don't feel like a superstar to me. That feels like somebody who's good on offense. Putting together, you know, you know what, you know what they remind me of? You know what they remind me of? Uh, a better version of Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge feels like he gives you empty stats. Like, I, I. So you, so you put up thirty on these mid-range jump shots, but every time we come down the court, you ain't stopping nothing. So you giving us just as much on offense, I mean, on defense as you giving us on offense. The same production. Every time you come down the court, you giving us triple doubles, back screens, and blah, blah, blah. Who are you stopping at the rim? When Dwight Howard on you, your ass shut down. You in foul trouble. Get out of here with that dude. I'm over him. Tell me how many games have you watched that went like that with your bitch? Exactly. You on the you top tell of my head? You going to tell me last night because you don't watch it. You don't watch them, but them ain't on TV every other night. That okay. man ain't out here being abused by nobody in this league. Okay. Seemed like he was getting abused in the postseason last year, but okay. By who? By who? That man, that man put up, what, four, four triple-doubles in a series last year in the playoffs? And they lost to Portland. Yeah, they lost to Portland. That's a bad thing. No, I'm just <laughs> like I'm, I'm. Once again, he well, Dame not either. But once again, he's not the player that's going to. He's not the player that's going to be out here knocking out, knocking off the best teams in the league. I'm not saying that because once again, I don't feel like any big man is capable of capable of that in today's league. All right. <clears throat> No, but anyway, yeah. More, more, how do we even get there? More about the West. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about the West. This is the first. This is the first show we've done since uh, the Clint Capella trade. Trade deadline period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think about the? What'd you? <laughs> now I'm laughing before I even get to. What'd you think about the Rockets and, and the Clint Capella thing and them going super small? The Rockets are super dumb. <laughs> they are super dumb. And and I felt that way initially because the first reports was, oh, they're going to try to trade Clint Capello for some yeah. draft picks. Yeah. They're going to draft picks and flip them into another center and a wing. What? You going to do what? Yeah. No, you're not. So, <laughs> now, so they got rid of Clint Capella for... Robert Covington. Okay, you got your wing. He's a nice player. Yeah. yeah like, you I got like Covington. And he can shoot threes, which is what you want to do. What a center came in at. So now, yeah. you starting, you got James Harden jumping, doing jump balls with Anthony Davis. I don't, I, I, they won that game against the Lakers. I don't think they've won since. <clears throat> Uh, I know they lost to Phoenix. Phoenix beat them down, and then they lost to Minnesota. Did they lose to Minnesota? Minnesota. 
Let's see. But I don't think they've won since that game, and they stupid. I don't. I don't. They've taken. They beat the Celtics. <laughs> they, beat they lost. They lost to Utah on the on that that lucky ass buzzer beater. Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they beat the Celtics the other night. Oh okay, well yeah, they they're stupid. Like we already didn't feel like they were. Um, <clears throat> we already didn't feel like they were a contender. Yeah. We, they're they're going to be a good regular season team. Um, where are they now? Actually, in the standings, fifth. They're fifth. Mm-hmm. What separates them from? Let me see. Two games. They're two games back of Utah. But you know what the you know what the most frustrating thing about them is, honestly, with the way with the way the NBA is going right now, with all of the transactions that happen, you know if they just kept the same team they had last year. They they would be a lot better than yeah. where they are right now. They would have a lot more realistic chance, especially with the way Chris Paul playing in, in Oklahoma City. They they would they should have just kept the team they had. There wasn't nothing wrong with the team they had. Yeah, because um, once again, when you look at the Chris Paul Russell Westbrook move, you got worse. Right. Because Chris Paul is the better defender. Chris Paul is the better shooter. Right. So now, so now you're trying to, so now you're trying to fit square holes in the, I mean, square pieces in the round holes or however you say that shit. Like it, now you gotta go. Okay, well, Russ can't shoot. You knew that when you traded for him. So now, so so now we gotta go. All right, well, let's flip Capella into something. Stop. Why you did that? You just just kept Chris Paul. There wasn't nothing wrong. Oh well, Chris and James Harden didn't. So, so, the, the, so that's what I said about fucking um Kyrie Irving and LeBron James when that when yeah. that. So what? Yeah. Then, then wait till the season start for all of that stupid shit. It's still fresh. When yeah. the, when when the games start rolling, when you start winning, cures everything. There's enough talent, man. Y'all going This ain't this ain't the NFL. We just gonna hold out. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Get, come play, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna figure it all out. And you know, they lost to a better team every year. I don't understand what you. All right, so we gotta let's trade them for Russ with a worse contract. What? Stupid. So they're the run. The little run that they did have is over with, and they gonna be. Flipping pieces like that for the next five years that they got James Harden and Russell Westbrook on the contract. And um, I, go ahead. And and transactions, I'm all for GMs being aggressive. All for all right, well, this ain't working, let's do but let's can we at least make some smart decisions? Like sometimes the best move is no move. You should have just kept the team you had. Because now Tyson Chandler got to go from three minutes to game to 24. His knees ain't built for that no more. <laughs> well, but on the other side of it, Atlanta got a great pickup out of Clint Capella. Especially mm-hmm. being able to hold on to John Collins, which a lot mm-hmm. of people thought they were going to have to give up for him. That team is so young and so good. They 
having a disappointing season so far, but yeah, I thought they would be better. <clears throat> me too. I thought they would be able to sneak into the playoffs this year, but obviously not yet. Who is that? When you, huh? Who is that coach? I I was about to say Bootnoser, but it ain't been him. He he coached yeah, Milwaukee. Milwaukee now. Yeah, um, I ain't got a clue. It don't but, matter. It's gonna be a different one in the offseason. But. You know, especially when you're looking at the East and the Magic, seven games under 500 and in the in the eighth spot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, who catching them? The Wizards? <laughs> you, know, you know, like I said, it ain't – Atlanta could have got in that spot, especially with Trey Young being an all-star, bro. That dude, that dude averaging 28 points a game. I didn't know that. Yeah. That I mean, I – look. His his rise has been meteoric. Like, you know, people talked about how he in college, uh, ESPN felt like it was pushing a narrative. Yeah. Um, but he is a, he he didn't deliver in college, but he is as good as advertised in the NBA. Yeah. Um. So. That there once again. Their future is bright. They're going to have to get a new coach, obviously. But their future is definitely bright in Atlanta. So I know one thing that you wanted to say was, like, uh, did I feel like any any trades at the trade deadline changed who I think was going to be holding the trophy at the end? Not even who's going to be holding the trophy, but did it change the landscape, period? No. For this season? No. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't any anything that changed. Mm. I I do feel like the landscape for the next few seasons have changed. One being Atlanta because of the Clint Capella deal and what mm. they already have. But for two for Minnesota and Golden State. Yeah. They yeah. Golden State gets to go back to the team that they were before Kevin Durant. Um mm. and Andrew Wiggins will be a better version of Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like D'Angelo Russell is the guard um, that was needed to – the type of guard that needed to be paired with a Carl Anthony Towns. Here's another one that I think uh, we disagree on a little bit. I, I've never been a big D'Angelo Russell person. Even even while he was having his success in uh, Brooklyn, um, yeah. it, don't, it, it don't feel like winning basketball. Like it just, it, it just he puts up good numbers, you know what I'm saying? So like I, I don't know, I uh, he's he, he's an all right player to me. Um, he ain't somebody that I'm rushing to see though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I guess paired with Carl Anthony Towns, that could be interesting. Um, yeah. But Minnesota, you know, we talked about that for a while. I, mean, I don't think I was talking about that with you, but them dudes had what? Two, they had two number one overall picks on their roster at the same time with Jimmy Butler, and they ain't done nothing. And yeah. like I don't know what it is with them, but um, now you got D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, and it feels like it feels like it's gonna be a good fit. Jimmy Butler felt like it was gonna be everything that they done with Derrick Rose, Jimmy Butler, and uh, Thibodeau, and Carl Anthony Towns, yeah. and that, and Wiggins. They had talent, but they 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 ain't never been in the picture, you yeah. know, for anything significant. Yeah, but like we said about Jimmy Butler, 
You're not going to win with him as your number one. You feel like that about calling their sounds? No, I'm saying Jimmy Butler. Oh. Jimmy Butler. Oh, I mean, but yeah, but... Mm, I don't know. I just, Carl Anthony Towns has it should be the number one. He should be. He should be. Right. He should be. Um, but just like I, the same way I feel about Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, I don't think that mentality is really there. Yeah. At this point. And, and a lot of people I think say that's the reason why Jimmy Butler had to get up out of there. Right. And a lot of people say that about Wiggins too. Yeah. Which I I could honestly see that too. Yeah. So you think that's going to change in Golden State? I think it doesn't have to be that in Golden State. Because right. Steph and Clay, Draymond, right. you, they can just do what I tell you to do. You ain't got to you gotta come out here and be a dog. We got to. So, so wait, you, do you think that that's going to – y'all, you said it changed the landscape for next year. You think they about to go back to being a 60-55 win team next Golden year? Golden State. Yeah. Yeah, if everybody's healthy. Yeah. With Steph and Clay, with just Steph and Clay, yeah. 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 I, you know what I wish? I wish selfishly that they were healthy this year. Yeah. Uh, going up against this version of the Lakers. Because we don't know what, what it's going to look like moving forward. Man, this stuff is sports in general. The NBA, not, not nearly as much as NFL, but... Man, it's stuff year to year, bro. Uh-huh. It's year to year, week to week, day to day. It's like we always say, like I always say that, bro. And that LeBron at year seventeen, there is no evidence that year eighteen gonna be a decline dramatically. Uh-huh. But every year's another year, you know. So, but I'm interested to see LeBron, Steph, Clay. Now, I, now I got a dog. Now I got and yeah. Like, I want to th- – and now y'all ain't got KD. Now let's play. Now yeah. – you know what I'm saying? Like that – and that's always just what I wanted it to be, bro. What I wanted – I got – I would have I'm, I would have signed up for those four straight Golden State Cav matchups without KD. Kevin, Kevin Durant ruined it. Like, it, if it was – if it was LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, Clay, Draymond, uh, Steph, four years in a row. I, I mean, if they beat them three times, then that, you know. But they beat them, they beat them three times with a, with the second best player in the league. Like you, you, you unbalanced the scale so much. Yeah. Like, what's the point in this? This is stupid. The point is for them to win titles. <laughs> that was the point. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then that's something to look forward to next year is KD being back. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. New Orleans. I see they won six of the last eight now. Have they? Yeah, they won six of the last eight. Zion averaging 21 and seven. If I'm not mistaken. And I heard, I heard something that I couldn't I couldn't even disagree with. Somebody was asking if it was too late for Zion to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I saw that. And when I and I was like, dang, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> but it's only because 
John Moran and Memphis hold that eight seed. I feel like if Zion can somehow will the Pelicans into taking that eight spot, then I got to be like, damn, Zion was better for his team than John Morant was. That dude only played half the season. That dude is like, uh, like I just said about Trey Young, every bit of the hype. Like, it, yeah. it has been, you saw him take over that game in, in uh, the first game he played. Yeah. Um, which we obviously knew it wasn't going to be that. Just, yeah, you know, of course. With shooting three-pointers. But um, it, 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 he's a problem. Because, you know, it, it it's the perfect blend of, of size and speed. So yeah. so you're trying to figure out what you want to do with him, what you, how you want to defend him. And he just, when you when you got that size and speed and then nuclear athleticism at the rim, yeah. it's like, He's a problem. He's, he's a problem. Because coming into the league, I I looked at him and I was like, man, I don't know what y'all see, but to me, he's going to be Blake Griffin. Mm-hmm. And once again, Blake Griffin is a, a good player. Like, I, that's not a huge knock on him. And honestly, I'm still there with him, so we're going to see. Yeah. But, um, yeah, even if he is Blake Griffin, like, that's that's a good thing to have. Yeah, yeah. Especially with the youth that they got in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if Lonzo, who again, then I don't want to. Yeah, I told you so, but I told you so. That dude ain't, he ain't all that. But whatever. It, what? All right, now it's time to end the show. This, How is he about to argue about Lonzo? What's the problem now? What, what's the problem now? <laughs> Man, what's Lonzo the problem? Was, that dude was the number two. Was he not the number two overall pick? Is he giving you what the number two overall pick is supposed to give you? Is Anthony Bennett giving you what the number one overall pick is supposed to give you? Nah, he Anthony Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, he Anthony Bennett. Okay. No. Not Anthony Bennett is his peer group. That's How many players in that draft is better than him? I don't know the draft off the top of my head. I'll give you one, De'Aaron Fox. Probably the only person. Because <laughs> you're telling me, I'm bigger on Jason Tatum than you are, but Jason Tatum is overwhelmingly better than what Lonzo has been over these ye- over these three years. They were in the same class? Barring injury. Yeah, Tatum went. Yeah, because it went. Hey, who went first in that draft? That's what I'm trying to think of. But yeah, then it went Lonzo and then Tatum. Anyway. Even if it's just, let me get my point out before we argue about fucking Lonzo Ball. Uh, even if it's just Brandon Ingram and Zion for the next five years, that's a that's a good duo. Yeah. Um, I, I've been real big with Jackson Hayes too. Yeah, Hayes can play. Uh, yeah. I like Hayes. Um, so and like I said, I, 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 huh? I figure I figure they gonna they, eventually they gonna part ways with you Holiday. And they what need they to. get. What they get back from him is going to be huge to what they can be going forward as and well. They a, and they need a new coach. But we've been on that for yeah. a long Every, time. Everybody in New Orleans has been on that. I don't know how he ain't been getting death threats at the house yet. Boy, they hate that, man. God, please. Hey, bro, listen. We done too much NBA. 
this this show because we like I said we keep on taking for granted these dog days that's coming, bro. We need to save some of these NBA <laughs> save some of these Jokic and Lonzo Ball arguments. Oh, they're gonna be enough of them. Don't worry, they got a lot of players we ain't even touched on yet. I can't believe we disagree so much on the NBA. It ain't nothing special. Lonzo, I'm talking about. Nor is Joel Embiid, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. But here we are. What else you got? That's it? <laughs> 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 so next week next week let's do it like that's this not, that's what I was trying to think but then I was like well it's all star weekend so we really gonna be hurting you come next week cause uh hey. <clears throat> talk about the running back class of the free agency I don't know what we gonna get to we gonna really have to dive into some XFL this weekend or something okay so next week We'll try to bring you more NBA and see what transpires over the week in the NFL. If anything, what the new topic will be. Yeah, it'll be something. Yeah. Yeah. So until next time. What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at Friendly Fire 08.